Good evening and welcome to Evenings with Mitch Buchanan, the world's one and only Baywatch Nights podcast. Uh, tonight is a special episode. It's a bonus Mitch, mini Mitch, whatever we like to call them. Uh, this one centers around the fact that it's another special day today. Uh, it's Valentine's Day. But also, um, we got an early Valentine from one of our um, listeners, Andy Luke, who sent us a few um, uh, episode pitches that we've been um, dying to do a special on. So the bulk of today's episode is going to be talking about these pitches that um, Andy's written. Uh, we're really intrigued to read them. We haven't read them at all. We're going to read them for the first time on air. Uh, but as always, I'm joined by my two lovely hosts, James Paul Matthews and Christopher Hines. How's it going, guys? Very well. Yeah, all good. Yeah, been sexy. Good, 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 good. And what have you, what have you guys all been up to? Well, I won a 55-inch television, which was really cool. I entered a competition on Twitter, and then, yeah, now I've got a 55-inch TV. So, nice. <laughs> is, is it an OLED one? Um, I believe it is. Oh, no, it, might be, it might be a QLED one. QLED? I, I don't know what that means. They're very but, similar, I think. I th- the coolest thing is, though, it's got this feature called ambient mode, where you can take a picture of your TV and it copies what's basically around the TV. So it makes it look like the TV is yeah. your wall. Yeah, the, 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 the lights from the back of the TV, like kind of goes like a chameleon, like a chameleon TV. Yeah, it's like a chameleon TV. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's been that. And um, I, I moved in with, with Taylor, which was really good. So we now live together. So that, that's a good thing. So I've got my new desk set up and everything, and I'm still working out where all my crap's going. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much been it, and just working, really. James? Myself, I've uh, I've re-entered the world of video gaming after 17 years out. Um, I have now been brought into a cult called Among Us. (laughs) <laughs> which is a sick game thank you very much chris and uh, it has been a lot of light-hearted entertainment about killer space cats on spaceships <laughs> um but other than that uh what we've been doing just maybe besides like working in the general boring monotonous crap um i've been buying myself bits and bobs for a home gym like i've bought kettlebells dumbbells um god what else have i got over there push-up bars, I've got hand grips, I've just got like a load of stuff that I've just been buying because I've just fed up and waiting for the gyms to open. Mm. So you're going to get all buff at home then. That's the plan. Yeah, I've been listening to Rari Workout on repeat. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just that uh, I've been doing a little bit of that. I've um, been, I, I finished uh, the German television series Dark, which was frigging amazing. Oh my God, I absolutely love that show. Uh, I'm I've just about nearly rewatched all of Peaky Blinders in time for the final season later this year. Um, I've also been listening to some new albums from artists that have been dropping some bits and bobs this year already. Uh, the new album from Hayley Williams from Paramore is really good. New Cult of Lunar album with Mark Lanigan is amazing. Oh my God. And I've just recently just found out who the Go Go's are Belinda Carlisle super famous singer her punk rock band from the 80s i've only just watched <laughs> them and they're freaking amazing oh my god they're so good 
it's a good find. Definitely a good find. The Our lips are sealed. Is now going to be a karaoke favourite for me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but that's just basically what I've just been doing. Um, just been getting some notifications from about. Oh yeah, this concert that you're going to, it's been rescheduled for. And uh, just been like, ah. But uh, well, today, actually, the, you saying that? Have we heard about our um, scooter excursion? Has that been moved yet? Not yet. But the thing is, today I found out that the bowling for soup and lit yeah. for that would be on in May. It's been now moved to next April. Yeah, I've seen that. But I, and that was only like a couple of days after Scooter. So I have a feeling because Scooter's due to come back in August, our show may be moved to August. So we could be at the first rave back. Let's like, hope so. It needs to be done. Yes, yeah. Um, as soon as I know, I'll let you guys know. I know that my uh, I've got tickets to see The Ocean. I know that's been moved, moved to July now as well. Oh, great band. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got tickets to see Alanis Morissette. I'm not sure what's happening with that yet. As well. Wow. Yeah. Right. Have you ever listened to Alanis, which is a pop star? Yes. It's I have fucking yeah. amazing, right? Oh, my God. I, 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 I've liked Alanis for years, but I only discovered this pop star stuff about 18 months ago, and I was blown away. Yeah, it's, blown it's weird. Away. It? You watch it, you're like, what? She was like, she was like a female Marky Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then she goes from that, so you've already won the like in a space of a year it's like she just drops one album in like 92 or something and then like 93 94 she's gone to like rock chick Alanis. yeah it's very interesting it's really weird so i wonder i wonder who who she is deep down inside is she still a pop star or is she like this old, old rock goddess is she i don't know one thing i do know though is she sings a lot about love which is the theme of uh, today's episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a question for you guys. Like I, was, I was mulling over it earlier, and it just made me really laugh and uh, have a little bit of a think myself. Valentine's Day, a day of commercial love. Um, <laughs> what is um, probably the most awkward or crappiest Valentine's Day gift you've ever received? Um... I don't well, think I've really received many, to be honest. I think no, I haven't really. It's always it's, I've well, given a lot. Well, let me. <laughs> well, clearly <laughs> you have. So tell us what you've had. Oh man, right. Okay, so um, I wouldn't say crap, but there's a really good story um behind it. So, um, it was my second ever download festival for 2005, and uh, my then. Uh, was it 2005? Yeah, it was 2005. And uh, my girlfriend at the time um, bought me these very silky Simpsons Valentine's Day boxer shorts. They were like really nice and soft. So soft. But I had a bit of trouble when I was at Download because that's when I'd had a bit of a eating disorder and I refused to eat any of the hot food there. I was like, no, 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 forget it. Anyway, after five days without food, I actually decided to cave in and get some... Um, like some fried chicken there yeah when i was still eating meat and um i didn't think anything more of it so it's the next day we're just packing up everything to get ready to go to the coaches and i just heard it and it was my stomach and all of a sudden it just flipped and it was you know when you need to go you need to go (laughs) i literally marched it in the most kind of tightly buttock-cheeked manner all the way down to the uh, the chemical toilet. I was like, oh, thank God. 
and there's someone who went, oh, get the back of the queue. And I looked to the back and there was like a half a mile queue just from the toilets. And I was like, oh no. And then I started walking the other way back. But this time I was crying because I knew that I couldn't hold it in for much longer. Right. Anyway, so cutting a long story short, after finding all these like water bog like toilets, I ended up going over this barrier where there was all these tour buses and I thought they were disused. And I ended up um, going and doing the business whilst putting up sunglasses, hood, bandanas, so no one would see my face. I ended up putting trousers down, doing the number two business against the tour bus of legendary Swedish love metal band, Him. <laughs> <laughs> so you shit on Him's tour bus? On the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, got, then I got shooed away. Anyway, I think it's some sort of dirty protest. I do like that band a lot, but it just so happened, like, inconveniently, that happened. So that's when I thought, oh, okay, that's it. Anyway, we packed up. We're just waiting for the uh, bus from, to go down to Loftus so we can get another connecting uh, coach. And at this point, I was like, oh, no, it's happening again. So I literally ran to the nearest toilet, and I was like, oh, my God, there's no toilet roll. And I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my God. And I was like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? I had to, I looked down and I saw the Simpsons Silky Valentine's Day boxer shorts. Oh no. And it was, it, it, it was one of those things where I really like, oh Surely God. that just makes it more messy being silky. It doesn't absorb. <laughs> well, put it this way. Slidey. <laughs> was the softest toilet tissue I've ever fucking felt. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that, that was definitely the crappiest Valentine's Day. Literally. Yeah. yeah, quite literally. But other than that, I remember, um, actually, I remember when, like, when I was a kid, you know, when I was in junior school and whatnot, my first ever Valentine's Day gift was a bag of licorice all sorts. Oh. That was for my first ever kind of like, you know, infant school like girlfriend. I Oh, thank you. But then I kind of started like getting really nervous because I, I was too scared to kiss her, so I hid uh, behind the chalkboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think I've had many kind of Valentine's gifts, really, that I can think of. It's normally just just a card, and you go and do something for the day or something. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I mean, I've had a few. Like Jade bought me a Darth Vader um, torch a few years ago, and it didn't work. So that, I suppose, could could like. <laughs> Come in. I think she. I think she just gone shopping on on that day and was like, "Oh shit, I better get my Valentine's present. I'll get him this little Darth Vader torch." And then didn't work. So yeah, <laughs> well, the thought was that. But yeah, we we normally we normally get a takeaway and stuff uh, and watch a film. Um, so yeah, I think that's what we'll be doing this year: getting a takeaway, and watching. I want to see. Maybe we can watch Psycho Gore Man together on Valentine's Day because I've been dying to see that film. Not so bad. yeah. That's maybe what we'd do this Valentine's Day. And then, because we've got the baby, we just watch that before we sleep. Because <laughs> we're knackered. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What are you doing for your Valentine's Day? Literally have no idea. No. <laughs> like cracking owl sanctuaries or anything? Yeah, I was, like, I was maybe just say, rescuing some sheep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, that would be a great day. But um, we haven't, I don't know, we haven't really discussed anything because we've, literally because i've just moved in it's all just been you know moving stuff around and everything we haven't really got as far as discussing anything we're kind of living day to day at the moment so i don't know we'll probably play among 
play Among Us on your 55 inch TV. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah, we'll just play Among Us and stab each other to death. Well, I mean, I've I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast uh, before, but I've converted my garage into a movie room slash home cinema slash games room. And I have a, a huge projection screen up in there. And I've been going in there with my, with my son uh, a couple of times a week now when I got, when I got days off. And he started playing games with me. Um, when I say playing games, he, I gave him the pad that hasn't got about any batteries in it. And he starts making lots of noise and jumping around like, like a loon. <laughs> and uh, it's really exciting. And, um, yeah, he, uh, he did it to this, this, this shoot 'em up game that I liked. I put it on Facebook, and then the developers of the game contacted me and said that they were their hearts melted when they saw it. So oh. that was like really cute. But yeah, my movie, my movie room is really cool. Uh, I'm gonna start live streaming from in there, so I'm gonna do like live streams where I just sit and talk about crap movies. And um, and then I, I want to actually like watch crap movies on my projector on the stream, but I'll probably get like copyright strike for doing it. But uh, it might be good to do a big screen Baywatch nights uh, session in there at some point. What you should do is actually get a green screen for the background and then just jog on the spot really slowly so it looks like you're running away from an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a green screen, so we can set it up. <laughs> I do have one more Valentine's Day related question, actually. What, okay, is, what is, what would you describe as an essential soundtrack for some sweet lovemaking? Ooh, Andrew WK, I get wet. <laughs> <laughs> Any Lou Rawls album? Yeah, Lou Rawls. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fun Loving Criminals. The Fun Loving Criminals? Yeah. Scooby Snacks. Yeah. Like, some, some, of the other al- some of the album tracks are really smooth. Stick it up, punk. It's a yeah, Fun Loving Criminals. <laughs> no, they, they do do some really chill stuff. Like, they did that Barry White, Save My Life. Very <laughs> and and Huey is just like he's smooth, man. That guy's smooth. So yeah, following uh, criminals is good. Love making music. What about um, like Alice Sir Cooper? So mix a lot. Baby got back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just an old school rap playlist in general. Be alright. A bit of Bismarcky. Yeah, my humps. My humps by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh God. <laughs> There is this one song that I discovered a couple of years ago by um, Project Pat um, is a rapper from Houston. I think it's from Houston. And it's a song called Good Googly Moogly. And it's about, <laughs> and, and it's about bums. And okay. it's the chorus is Good Googly Moogly. That thing is juicy. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it what, about, what about Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force? <laughs> 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 I've never tried to play that guitar solo whilst making love. <laughs> it's uh, guitar, guitar hero out. Oh, <laughs> a, bit, a, a bit of pig destroyer, a bit of agrophobic nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hammer smashed face by Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> Follow him with a bit of anal cunt. <laughs> Just, um... <laughs> yeah. Especially the track Wind Chimes Are Gay. Personal favourite. Chimes <laughs> <laughs> are gay. That's actually a song. I'm not even. They used to do like a whole album of like. Oh, they actually they gay. did a love album. No, do you remember? It had songs like "I Respect Your Feelings as a Woman" and stuff like that. Do you remember that? 
This is the same band that done a song called I Saw You Were Pregnant, So I Kicked You in the Stomach. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for, for, anyone, for anyone not familiar, um, I'd probably avoid. Um, yeah, we don't <laughs> recommend this if, band. But if you, do, if you do want to get one, I'd recommend the album Picnic of Love, which was released on July the 21st of 1988. And it has songs like Picnic of Love, I Respect Your Feelings as a Woman and a Human. I Want to Grow Old with You. Greed is something we don't need. I couldn't afford you a present, so I wrote you this song. I'd love to have your daughter's hand in marriage. (laughs) In my heart, there's a star named after you. This is their love album. I'd recommend that one rather than some of their other albums, which are a little bit offensive. Yeah. A a tiny bit offensive. One of my favourite things in the world, right, is actually looking at crap album covers and i found that most of the crappiest album covers of all time are actually well (laughs) between the 70s and the 80s but they're all about love like and and obviously there's some of the most oddest and in some bizarre unnerving way quite perverse as well (laughs) but i'll I'll have to dig out sometimes because i think you'll actually get quite a kick out of it especially um oh god what was it um I think there was this guy called Ken, and it, and I think the album was called Just Ken, and Just he had this Ken. and it had this big bushy mustache. He kind of looked like a German, porn <laughs> and he he was just um, I think he was sort of on the album cover looking really sinister. Oh, I it, found it! I found it. It's great, Ken by request only. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a. He doesn't even look real. He looks like a waxwork. Yeah, right. <laughs> Check out. Check out David Hasselhoff, Night Rocker. Oh, God. There's two versions of it. One where he's on a guitar, on, on kit with a guitar, and one where he's wearing a black leather jacket. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I like the one of him stood on the guitar. Sorry, stood on the car with the guitar. And then, uh, oh, check out Do You Love Me as well, which is like the best 80s thing you've ever seen in your life. There's a song called She Cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David. Anyway, what do you, what do you, what would you kind of imagine? Maybe not the half, but Mitch. What do you reckon would be Mitch's ideal Valentine's Day? Oh, well, uh, well. I mean, first off, who would it be with? Um, several, several ladies. Several ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Although he had wanted, he had kind of wanted, he had wanted, he'd want to have it with Ryan, but he would probably have found someone on the way to the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> the client more than likely. <laughs> yeah, well, some client. I don't know. I can ima- I can imagine him, kind of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. He wants a I don't. I don't think he'd just go out for a meal. I think he'd go out for some sort of romantic walk down the pier, and and then go back to his where they take a dip in the pool, and then change into silky nightgowns. And give her a shirt that's blue. <laughs> yeah. An oversized <laughs> shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he, yeah, he strikes me as a bit of a seafood guy. But that's something I've never got either. Even before I became my uh, vegan or vegetarian or anything like that, I've always wondered why the hell are oysters considered an aphrodisiac when they just look like a piece of snot? There yeah. is romantic about them. I mean, yeah, who gets a boner after eating an oyster? Like, 
It's like licking a cold sore, isn't it? <laughs> See, I've got, I've got like a real fear of, of seafood in general, like fish and anything from the sea. I can't eat it. Like, I, I'm really, I've been like it since a little kid. And the thing that like disturbs me the most in this world is a can of tuna. Just the, like the smell of it, the thought of it, the look of it. It's yeah. just, uh, it's horrible. I never like tuna. It's, uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's just honestly, the, the thought of it, it just make, makes me feel ill. Uh, I have nightmares that, 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 that I'm at a party and I eat a sandwich and I've accidentally eaten a piece of tuna. And then I, and I wake up and I actually physically feel sick. Maybe it's, that should be the, the next idea for a, a potential movie. Like, uh, you know, some form of tuna nightmare. Like, uh, you're, like being, you're like being pursued. Sounds like a mighty boost sketch, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I am the deadly tuna tuna. <laughs> uh, right, we're talking about episodes. Let's get straight into one of uh, Andy's pitches. Yes, yes. Right. We, where are we starting with this? We we'll start with the first one he sent us. Okay, right. Uh, let me let me get it open. I'm, I'm just, for the, just for um, uh, the viewers' context, can we just briefly um, refresh their memories as to how this came about? Right. Yeah. So we have a regular listener to the show, Andy Luke, and he's. Um, he, he tweets us, and uh, we've checked to him on Twitter. I think we've Facebooked him a couple of times as well. He also has a podcast. Can't think for the life of me what it's called, so I would like to give him a shout-out. I'll try and look it up before the end of the recording and put it in the show notes at least. And Andy um, always does a bit of banter with us back and forth about stuff we've heard and said about Baywatch Nights because he's a fan. And... In the episode, which I believe was the Halloween episode, where we were pitching our own episode ideas, mm. we'd made a call in that for other people to pitch ideas for an episode. And back in early December, Andy sent us an email. I said, I've written, a, I've written an episode. It's, um, it's a lot of words, <laughs> but I've written an episode. Here you go. And I was like, oh, great. So we, uh, I, Gave it to the guys on the last episode, and we decided we were going to dedicate a whole episode to it. In the meantime, he sent me another one. So we have two to read out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, guys. Uh, he, he also gave even gave us the German titles for them. Um, so, yeah, if uh, you want to load the first one up. Yeah, I've got it, and, I've got it all loaded. Right, so, Chris, you can start. Oh, am I, am I reading it? Am I? Okay, yeah. right. Okay, right. Let me let me get this. I'm excited for this. This is gonna be great. Have, have you not read it at all yet? No? I've not. I've not read it at all. I've waited for you guys. So we can do it all on. We'll do it all on air. Right. Let's dive in. Oh god, he's got. He's that. even given us the MVP description. Oh no, this is amazing. The right. <laughs> okay, so this is um, from Baywatch Nights Series Two. The title is The Circuit Breaker, which in German is Gazeten und Stromnum. Tides and currents. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he's even made it completely different to the title. Uh, hold on, I need to get some water because I've got to build up for this. That is proper attention to detail, isn't yeah. it? Fantastic. Look, I like the way yeah. you put IMDBs. Yeah. Okay, Mitch and Teague go up against a rogue government soldier causing havoc on the beach. Will that be accurate? <laughs> Any time will tell. <laughs> I need okay. one way to find out. Warehouse interior. He's got the warehouse straight away. Oh my god! Right. 
a postman is a, a member and stop me if you guys if you need to say anything because right let, let me know okay warehouse interior a postman is alone in the dark he hears a noise and asks who's there dutch camera angles as he rounds the corner there is a flash of silver light and he screams an electric charge sends him into convulsions as he falls briefly out of shot but the camera follows him to where he's laid his body smoking and screaming. It's a beautiful day on the beach. Boobs, boobs, <laughs> window boobs, groin shot, legs, boobs, <laughs> side boobs. <laughs> there are ripples in the ocean as if it's about to part. Mitch smiles as he looks out from his tower at the healthy people with boobs, <laughs> ripped abs and boobs. He sees Teague approach from the shoreline in a clean thousand dollar suit. <laughs> but by shoreline, has he, has he emerged from the sea? I hope so. Because didn't, didn't that happen in another episode? It almost looked like he'd walked yeah. in from the sea. He did, yeah, he just, just appears. He walked through people. <laughs> he became a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> ghost. Okay, so Teague just walked out of the sea. What do you know about robotics? <laughs> I'm laughing too much. What do you know about robotics? Circuits and diodes with stored intelligence. Vastly superior to our own, seeming in their appearance to imitate life. What a line. Mitch said... <laughs> the quiz... <laughs> well, hold on. Mitch says the quiz questions on fruit machines have gotten harder. <laughs> What? <laughs> um, a neurotrophic electrode allows a paralyzed man to get his life back, but there's a cost. Last week at St. Bethesda's, Bethesda's, um, four people were killed. No explanation. Mitch laughs. So you're telling me what? Some woman machine thing went on a killing spree and now has disappeared because a doctor who operated on her triggered flashbacks. Um, oh, because a doctor who operated on her triggered flashbacks to her crushing office job. Just look into it. Mitch shakes his head and looks away. When he looks back, Teague has gone. Mm. Mm. Warehouse interior. <laughs> Ryan says they are in Bethesda. Well, how do you say this? Bethesda. Bethesda, right. <clears throat> Ryan says that they are in a Bethesda hospital. She's telling Mitch about her ex-fiance. Yes, they'd been together four years and were due to be married today. He was a doctor and he loved animals, but it just didn't work out. Mitch says they are in a hospital. He asks an eccentric nurse about the patient's private medical history. She tells them everything and she witnessed the killings. She didn't mention to the police the murderer, Natasha Wildheart. Oh, hold on. Let's think of the gap here. She didn't mention to the police the murderer. Natasha, Natasha Wildheart was a coma patient with metal on her face and her hands glowed bright orange as she struck them down. This is all really confusing already. <laughs> so so just to reiterate, like, so we're on a beach, there's boobs, um, there's something about uh, neurotrophic electrodes and robotics and circuits and diodes with stored intelligence vastly superior to our own. <laughs> And now they're in a warehouse. The Wild Hearts band reference with the uh, name Natasha Wildheart. That would be really cool. <laughs> Maybe it is. Who knows? Yeah. And now they're in a hospital. Um, 
There's Wait, big... sorry, sorry. Just, just, just to jump again. James, I think you're right. Natasha Wildheart is a tall, red-headed woman, like Ginger from the Wildhearts. Oh. Right, sorry, jump back in there, Chris. Sorry, I had there to There we go, okay. <laughs> so, um, she didn't mention to the police the murderer. Natasha Wildheart was a coma patient with metal on her face and her hands glowed bright orange as she struck them down. She's quite upset now, but Mitch wants to know more. The doctor treating the patients was J- uh, James 12 desks. <laughs> Mitch bets the nurse a hundred bucks that 12 desks knows more than he's saying. <laughs> oh, but it couldn't have been him. He was Ryan's ex and he wouldn't do that. At least she thinks not. She'll talk to him and take the hairs and burnt bedsheets for analysis. They find James 12 desk cutting the grass outside his house. He has nothing to do with it, but Mitch wanders Dutch camera inside his home and finds a robotics kit. Teague reports the death of a post office worker, similar burn marks and witness reported seeing and witnesses reported seeing an orange glow in the vicinity. The cyborg is headed towards the beach. Ryan turns away from a microscope and says there are definitely traces of biomechanoid life. <laughs> but it's drawn to nature, particularly wood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's an abandoned beach hut by the pier and three of them race to the car. Mitch complains he hasn't had time for a cheeseburger. <laughs> okay, okay, so so basically there is a mechanoid mechanic robot which is attracted to wood and they're headed towards a, an abandoned pier which is obviously made of wood and Mitch needs a cheeseburger right everyone following this so far kind of yeah <laughs> cut to the ocean far from land a motorboat drifts Donna oh we've got Donna in Donna is looking through her binoculars They've been out there for hours and she's worried about Mitch going up against some kind of government robot. And besides, he might not be okay with Ryan having a fiancé. Oh, Griff tells her to relax. A robot machine can't fight on the beach. The sand makes it sick. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch is dedicated to the job. Donna is still worried. Interior of the beach hut. Natasha Wildheart is a tall, red-headed woman with screws glued to her face as she tears up the wooden walls. She is covered head to toe in aluminium. Aluminium. <laughs> Mitch and Co. run the length of the pier towards her. Cut to Natasha finding a cachet of gas canisters under some rags, which she repeatedly punches with her fists of fire. <laughs> the hut explodes and Mitch is flung backwards, Donna sees the explosion and Griff tries to radio Mitch. There is no answer and they speed towards the shore. Cue opening credits. Oh, we haven't even, we've only just got to the opening credits. I mean, what an intro already. We've had an exploding beach hut. There's a weird cyborg called Natasha Wildheart who likes wood. There's been boobs. And we haven't even got, we've just got to the opening credits. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> From the smoke, Natasha strides towards Mitch. Huffing and puffing. But her body aches. Mitch implores her to take it easy. Natasha says she misses home. She remembers what it was like to smell fresh cut grass and to be in love. <laughs> she... <laughs> <laughs> she... she and Mitch lock eyes. 
Teague has a heavy-duty revolver pointed at her and a phone in his other hand. She produces a sonic wave, melts his gun, and yells, Enough! Natasha dives off the pier. Cut to a dredger. Dutch camera angles. Griff steps off... uh, Start again. Griff steps off it and says there is no trace of her. Mitch says she mentioned home. Ryan concludes she must have gone back to her creator. Whenever robots are damaged, their instinct is to reset to systemic defaults and remembers how Bethesda Hospital had freshly cut grass, as found in her analysis of the bedsheets. Teague should take Ryan there. Mitch has something else to see about first, and no, it's not a cheeseburger. He drives to the house of Dr. Twelve Desks. He is on the curb talking to cyborg Natasha and brings her inside the house. Mitch phones Ryan. I knew it. Your beloved ex-fiancé doctor was cutting his grass and now he's got Natasha with him. Get over here. A-S-A-P. Mitch goes into the house and hears noises from the basement. Warehouse interior. Mitch (laughs) descends steps but remains in the shadows. Twelve desks, Natasha, and the eccentric nurse sit in the middle of a pentagram. (laughs) The nurse doesn't want to be there. She's had nothing to do with any of this. She was just a carer. Twelve desks reassures her, Natasha needs you. Sorry, Natasha needs you to remind her of home, to help her process these feelings. The black magic ritual is only to integrate her consciousness with her machine half. Mitch looks to a lawnmower hanging from the wall beside him. My protocols are ready for my need to feel, says Natasha. The nurse doesn't like this and gets up. Natasha's fist glows. Twelve death snaps at her to sit down. He chants, oh, Baphomet, hear us. Manifest to us. (laughs) So basically, he's summoning Satan right now. Mitch comes out of hiding. Hmm. One, two, three witches. Well, I'm sorry. Baphomet called to say he's got another appointment. (laughs) Natasha rises, her eyes flash orange at Mitch. Oh, Baphomet, says Twelve Desks. Link the ghost with the machine. Oh, cut it, said Mitch, as he pulls the lawnmower off its hooks and throws it below, crushing the eccentric nerds. (laughs) You'll defile this place. Natasha, seize him. Mitch jumps over the railings and hits the floor. Natasha's explosive fingers blow a hole in the wall. Mitch picks up a rake. (laughs) 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 Natasha leaves the circle and picks up long arm shears. (laughs) They clash as Ryan and Teague run down the stairs. Mitch yells at Ryan to get the book from Dr. Twelve Desks. The wind blows in the circle as they tussle until Ryan punches her ex in the cock. (laughs) (laughs) Teague Teague distracts Natasha with a taser and Mix pierces her side with a shovel. She falls into his arms. He says, everything will be okay now. Exterior of busy pier. Legs. Boobs. (laughs) At the cheeseburger stand, Teague is nowhere in sight. Donna listens as Mitch bemoans the death of the nurse from a fractured rib cage, and says Griff, the doctor, really died from... Te- What's that? Oh, no. I, need to re- I need to reread this bit. And, says Griff, the doctor really died from a testicular trauma. 
What a way to go. <laughs> All Natasha really wanted was someone to love her. It was funny. Um, yeah, it was funny. Ryan, how you never spotted your fiancé was behind it all. Well, she says, you can't pick the people you have relationships with. Anyways, Mitch, I think you should shut up now. I will in a minute, he says. The vendor hands him a cheeseburger in, in silver foil. He unwraps it and bites into it. He's saying something with his, ma with his mouth full. Donna and Griff laugh. The end. I'm going to give him a clap for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, that, was, that was superb. There were twists and turns. Ryan punches her, his, her ex-fiance in the cock. There's a cyborg. People get attacked with spades. I visualised that. I think there's lawnmower death. <laughs> oh, so, comments, cool. people. Comments. What, what, what did you? What did you think? I thought it was a good episode. I, I think it was a really good episode. Loads of tea. Um, yeah. You know, it was uh, it was bonkers, like we like. Um, a lot of boobs, uh, which is also a plus, um, and quite an epic action climax. Yeah, everyone so, was involved. Everyone was yeah. in it, which, which was really good. A lot of stuff happened before the intro, which is something else we there like. Some character building. We learned yeah. a bit more about about Ryan and her ex fiance. Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was like um, Terminator Two, sponsored by Burger King, <laughs> <laughs> but with gardening tools and an obsession for wood. I thought that was dope. I love the attention to detail as well. I thought that was oh really god, there's so much attention. I like the fact he got the the warehouse in. That was amazing. I like the fact there was an IMDb. I like the fact there was a German title. I like the fact it mentioned camera angles. Like ev everything was in there. Like this should be an episode. I I would watch this, and it would probably be my favourite one. <laughs> However, would you like me to read the next script? I would. Yes, I would love. Thanks. I would love you to read it. Do we need? Do we need the photos for this, Nick? Or do we look at them afterwards? Or how does that work? Uh, don't, I think the photos were just. I think it was just a video clip of Garner. I didn't even download it. I'll download okay. it now. Yeah, just so, you, you sent me two things here. I've got one that's pasted and one that's. Um... The pasted bit is the email he sent me, and the 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 doc file is the actual script. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, did, did did we need to read the uh, the email first? Um. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, Nick, you, you read the email then, and James read the, email. Read the, okay. the episode. So, give us a bit. Hi, hi, Nick, James, and Chris. Now I'm approaching the halfway mark on series one. We did this in reverse, two, then one. I've been listening to those parts of the podcast and loving them. Keep bringing the bringing the cheeseburgers. Lately, I've gotten to the oh, sorry, the chicken joint siege episode. How long were they? Un how long were they undercover serving chicken? There's some training required in a job like that. Was it weeks? Was it weeks of mopping up gizzards with <laughs> what sort of what sort of KFC type joint serves rotisserie chickens? Are they in buns? And why would robbers hit? Why would rob why would robbers hit there when there's a bank next door? Didn't we say that? I can't remember. Um, lightly covered by surveillance cameras. Batshit um, insane bonkers in the membrane. Dorian's surprise appearance on your podcast had uh, much the same effect on you as it did, did to me. Oh, yeah, because he did the... Uh, that was James's birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, yeah. Uh, wasn't that the first time we had Alison on as well? Yeah. 
That was um, it. Uh, Shock, awesome, brilliant. He must co-host the show or appear for an interview. Yeah, we've loved yes. to get him on. That would be incredible. Uh, now we're nearing like the sort of final half of this show. We really need to get a guest on um, from the show. And I'd love to get Dorian. I'd love to get Dorian. So maybe we can reach out to him and see what we can do. Oh. Um, yeah, Shock, awesome, brilliant. Um, if you need the cash to make this happen, let me know the details. I'm glad. <laughs> let me know the details. Yeah, um, I, I originally said that we were going to try and get a cameo, but I believe if we pay for cameo, we can't actually use it on the show. Uh, but it might be a way of reaching out to him, although he did get back to us on Facebook last time. So maybe we just all need to pester him on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, maybe we get everybody listening to the podcast to politely just say to Dorian Gregory, please go on the Baywatch Evening with Mitch Buchanan podcast. Maybe that's a way around it. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad to hear Alison is semi-regular. I'm a massive fan of her stuff. Yeah, we're a huge fan of Alison. And yeah, she loves coming on the show. So, um, and she's going to be on an episode very, very soon. Uh, I spoke to her yesterday. Um, so yeah, he's attached another 550 50 words. Um, I wonder what the Arts Council would make of it. <laughs> and you enjoy. And then he's put... Nashish Warden Nemo's Glitch Scene. Whatever that means. Right. Okay. So, are, are we ready to uh, get into this? Yeah. Oh, guys, just before you start, um, you basically were frozen on my side. So, I don't know if my internet's playing up. I think it was your internet because you were absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. I well, could you still. Was I still moving there or was I frozen? No, you were still oh, moving. moving. You're on your phone. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, right. I could literally, like, yeah, I couldn't see you guys moving at all. It just completely froze. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's all good. If I, as long as it's still working, just, just crack on. <laughs> from cool. Point. All right. So, are we ready? Are we ready for the second script of the Valentine's Day special? Yeah. We are, indeed. Okay. So, title Monster, otherwise translated in German, Das Beast des Stranders, The Beast of the Beach. IMDb's when Griff is attacked in a low-lying forest believed to be inhibited by a dragon, the Knights team form a search party. Without the help of Teague, they are forced to rely on their own skills. Oh, yes. Okay, so let me just have a quick sip of my Jack Daniels. One thing we didn't check, actually, before we we start. Did we check if the IMDb was correct to the episode for the last one. <laughs> I don't think it was. <laughs> ish. It was ish. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right, so. Interior, warehouse. Teague warns Mitch, a dangerous Sasquatch from the mountains of the Himalayas near Tibet is loose in Baywatch. Not Bigfoot, Ryan. There is a distinction. Teague has had encounters. Exterior. Mitch and Ryan in a hilly forest. Mitch has brought along a shotgun. Ryan says she isn't in favour of cruelty to animals. They are just like us, she says. They have relationships. Relationships, Ryan? Tell me, have you ever been engaged? (laughs) (laughs) No, she says. Trust me, they don't have relationships. They are just beasts. Mitch spots the monster and tries to befriend it. It doesn't move. So he shoots it. (laughs) That's harsh. There is a scream 
A long, unearthly growl, a scream. Roll season two credits. Oh, hold on a minute. It says, Ryan, tell me if you've ever been engaged. She had a fiancé in the last episode. So she did. Mm. Oh, and I uh, looked up what Nash wearing Nemo's glate sign went, and I should have really known, really. Nights will never be the same. Oh. <laughs> I, should, uh, I feel like a right dummy for not like picking up on that when, you know, when I first read the email. Um, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, the credits oh, right. finished rolling. Yep. So, uh, David Hasselhoff walks slowly towards the camera. So, the Sasquatch runs away. At the office, Teague warns Mitch it is a hunter, and now it has his scent, it will track him. He shouldn't go home. He should remain in plain sight. Mitch laughs and says it won't come to the beach. (laughs) 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 Unless it's a sand squatch. That is I was just about taking a swing of my drink. That is amazing. He and Ryan laugh way too long. As do we. Yeah. <laughs> Exterior. Night. Forest. Spooky footage of... <laughs> Spooky footage of a man in a gorilla suit eating leaves. Under a full moon, the Sasquatch bounces to the top of a cliff over the beach and roars. Interior. Office. Ryan has been analysing hairs and discovers traces of an aquatic saltwater environment. (laughs) Dutch angle. When Donna calls in to borrow a pen. Is it a Bic or is it a Parker? Please let us know. Ryan bumps into Teague and he drives Ryan in her car to the beach whilst calling for air support. On the beach, holiday makers run and scream. The Sasquatch runs and jumps towards the lifeguard tower. In one Dutch angle, we can <laughs> zip at the back. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Mitch tries to tap it, but is knocked to the ground. The Sasquatch grabs Mitch under his arm and climbs the tower. Teague yells at it. He's emotionally distraught to see Mitch in such danger. His gun arm shake. He yells, <laughs> no! Suddenly, T's air support comes in low. Military gyro. <laughs> <laughs> the Sasquatch is distracted. It sh- <laughs> the Sasquatch is distracted. It shakes its fist in the air. T shoots the creature in the arm. It flinches, drops Mitch in the sand. This is a bit like, um, what's it called? King Kong, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's beginning to wake up. T yells at him to keep down. The military gyrocopter pilots use their rapid fire cannons on Sasquatch to murder the fuck out of him. (laughs) (laughs) The lifeguard tower explodes like a petrol station. Mitch runs out of the flames, his jacket burning behind him. Mitch's jacket is fine, but he has a slight cough. Men in hazmat suits have the scene surrounded. Ryan is concerned. Surely people will talk about what they've seen. Teague says they'll not. It'll be repressed, like PTSD, or fear of being institutionalised, or they'll forget, 
as if they've been exposed to some kind of memory suppressing gas. <laughs> Ryan asks if he's speaking hypothetically. Mitch asks what they were talking about. Ryan asks if they'll experiment on the creature's body. A hazmat suit steps toward, steps forward and tells Teague they didn't find the body. Teague stares pensively in the middle distance. Mm. The end. <laughs> end credit. I like it. <laughs> ends it, you know, ends that, it one, mystery. that one that one reminds me of probably how an episode was probably written. Well it looks like that. Very sort of just I mean, even mystery. with even with the line murder the fuck out of it. The idea of a sand squatch though is a absolute genius and something I've never thought about. And more importantly, a sand squatch shaking its fist. <laughs> going, God damn you. I remember reading this newspaper article a few years ago about a drunken man who threw a packet of crisps at a newsagent owner and shook his fist whilst trying to fend off police. And it just kind of reminded me of that. And, and just to remind everyone, the IMDb was Griff basically in a lo- <clears throat> Griff in a low lying forest believed to be inhabited by a dragon. So um <laughs> <laughs> So I guess the question is, guys, what was your favourite? Oh, see, yeah, season oh. two or season two. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would go for. I think I'm gonna, just because of the pure detail of it all, the first one with the robot. I mean, the second one, don't get me wrong, was still detailed and concise, but the first one just got me that a little bit more. But the sound squash idea. Is good and it does give us another monster in the Baywatch Nights universe to go alongside the Ajogan. Mm. Him and the Ajogan would probably be good, good buddies. Yeah, I'd, have to, I'd have to agree with, with Nick. Number one, it's had so, so much detail, so much going on. Although this was this was quite accurate to some of the season two episodes because some of the they were quite simple. There wasn't yeah. like a ton to it. So I think this one felt was, more like a, like an episode. This felt more like a legit episode than the first one did. Yeah. But, yeah. but number number one was just batshit insane. And, you know, I, I like the ones that melt my brain. And it, 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 that's what it did. It melted my brain. So um, much I love season two, oh, sorry, episode two, sorry. And I love the Sand Squatch. I hope he gets another episode. It's going to be episode one for me. <laughs> I would probably say I've got to go with a Sand Squatch episode. Oh, okay. Well, what's your reasoning? I just like the fact of uh, it, uh, the whole episode ending on Teague pensively looking into the distance whilst the camera zooms in on his nostrils. Um, well, it's quite nice. Like a sand squatch. It, <laughs> <it's just> <laughs> and and just the uh, just an angry like an, a man in a gorilla suit eating leaves. You know, I thought that was quite a, an amusing thought. <laughs> you know, just kind of like if, an, if a man in a gorilla suit angrily throws bananas at someone, you know. But um, I also like the thought of uh, the Sand Squatch shaking its fist like, you'll pay for this, Captain Planet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, just, just for the lightness of it all, I've got to give it to the Sand Squatch. But I did love the detail of the first one, you know. <laughs> Nanotechnology and biomechanics, you know. I thought that was so this mini Mitch special. Then it goes to episode one. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, you're a winner because you wrote both. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for donating those 
uh, for us to read out because it's it's been brilliant. Yeah, and if anyone uh, else is, wants to do any, please do because we would love to read some more. Okay, yeah. So if, if you're if you're a listener and you want to get involved, Nick, what's the what's the email? Mitch at deadgoodfilmslike.co.uk. Uh, Mitch at deadgoodfilmslike.co.uk or message us through the Facebook or, or Twitter. You know, Twitter is at Baywatch Night, and we don't really do much with the Instagram. <laughs> we have an Instagram. We get lots of yeah. Lots I mean, of that, that's of... kind of my fault. I kind of sort of run it. I just haven't had time. Yeah. So sorry. I always get notifications from it all the time, but I don't think we ever do much of it. So yeah, um, but yeah, Twitter or the Facebook. More yeah, Twitter or the Facebook, probably the easiest, or email. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, we're sorry for the massively long break in between episodes. Uh, we put up episode 17 yesterday. We actually recorded it three weeks ago. Uh, but life's been a bit crazy for all yeah. of us. We've all been a bit busy. Um, and it was just finding a moment to uh, edit and upload the episode. So that finally came up yesterday. This episode, we're recording this on the... Wednesday night, yeah, Wednesday the 10th. Uh, this episode will be live on Valentine's Day the 14th. And by that point, we should have recorded episode 18, and we'll have that out next week. Uh, so I hope you want to remind people of the um, the Umdabas for maybe that episode? So yeah, let's have a look at the Umdabas. Because um, I, I can't remember, so I'd like a bit of a recap. Right, also... Um, uh, a little mini spoiler for an episode coming up soon, nothing too much, but Alison has put up a new video for one of the new Baywatch Nights episodes, you know, her Baywatching series she does. Oh, I didn't notice that, uh, but I didn't watch said, it because it was one that re- I didn't Yeah, but it said, the return of Pebbles Rumpkin. <gasps> oh. So I think Pebbles is coming back, but I won't watch her episodes until after we've seen those episodes. Uh, but it looks like Pebbles is back, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. That is quite literally the <laughs> fictional name ever, is it? Pebbles <laughs> Rumpkin. Pebbles Rumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with me, guys. I'm just uh, using the umdba. Why don't you bring that up? If either of you guys heard David Hasselhoff's new heavy metal song called Through the Night with... Um, Scandinavian um, duo Q-Stack. Didn't we discuss it on the Christmas episode? You said you was going to get round to it, I believe, but you hadn't checked it out. Uh, yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Mm. I, I think I still need to check it out. Maybe Please have, send me the link. Put it, put it in the chat. It has the hot throwing up the devil horns. Nice. Right. So this week we've got, coming up, Vengeance. Johnny Larkin, a brutal convict, escapes from prison and vows to kill everyone associated with his arrest and conviction, including Garner. Ooh. Ooh, so, yeah, uh, probably not, but... Garner <laughs> will fight his way through anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Season two, symbol of death. Uh, Mitch and Ryan investigate the disappearance of Teague with a, with the help of a man who claims to have been tracking aliens for several years and knows that they are here on Earth. Ooh. Planning world domination. Why was an alien? Um, can I just bring something up? Because this is quite interesting. Okay, so 
I just because I wasn't sure how to spell Pebbles Runkin. I thought I thought it might be Rumpkin. So I just googled how to spell it, right? So I've put in the name, and I've just come across oh, an episode of the Rockford Files. That yeah, in. yeah, it's an episode of the Rockford Files. Yeah, I've seen it on Twitter. Yeah, I've seen it on Twitter. Different actor, different character. But yeah, it, looks, but it does prove that the name was used. And so they must have got it from the Rockford Files. Well, his, yeah, his, well, his nickname was Pebbles, but his first name was Charles. Yeah. So it was That's Charles Pebbles Runkin. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, when Alison posted up the other week, someone in the comments. Was maybe, you know, maybe like a trip <clears throat> to him then or something. Or did the guy actor die or something? Or? I'm not too sure. But while we're on it, I've just remembered we have actually got some Twitter questions as well. Oh, have we? Okay. Well, yeah, we, we can do another quick 10 minutes then. Yeah, and then we better get off. But um, a couple of questions. There was a couple of questions on the old Twitter Rooney. Uh, T6. I manage several Twitter accounts. So, <clears throat> right, okay. Uh, so, the credit, right, so this is from Random Baywatch, who's uh, basically a Twitter, Twitter account that posts random Baywatch stuff all the time. Um, the credits say that the theme song was performed by David Hasselhoff. His voice is there loud and clear. But there are other voices too. Who do, who's do you hear? We've brought this up before, haven't we? I believe it's Lou Rawls. I, I thought Lou Rawls wrote the track, and it sounds like a Lou Rawls track. Um, but yeah, I don't know who else I hear on it. I mean, they're saying I, I, I tweeted them back and said I, it's Lou Rawls, and they said yeah, Lou Rawls sings backup on the track. But is there any other voices? I'm I not don't. sure. I'm gonna have to have a bit of a listen back to it. Mm-hmm. Check up on that. I'm not entirely sure. <coughs> Another question was, what happened to the very expensive car Mitch drove at the start? Well, that was the car that Ryan got from yeah. the... Um, yeah, when she got the, yeah. got the place, but then they, they just kind of disappeared. There was mentions of a buggy as well, wasn't there? Like yeah, well, it was supposed to be a buggy, and then they turned up... And it was oh, well, they, they, actually, there was an episode where Ghana shows up on a quad. Do you remember that? Um, I don't know. I guess it could have been, or could it have been the mysterious missing quad? You just reminded me, actually. I was just um, channel hopping the other day on television, and a Baywatch episode came on, and Mitch and Garner were actually giving chase on the beach whilst Garner was in his police patrol stuff and on his quad bike, but he fell off. And then him and Mitch were in the shower, but Garner's shower attire was leopard print pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was so funny, but like he was freaking out, like absolutely just getting angry while I was bathing in a, a leopard print pants. It was like the most nineties thing ever. But it was expect so nothing less for him to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other question I've asked is did Ryan find other accommodation or does she still live in that trailer? That is a good question. Yeah, because she's well, been in there for a while now. Well, in season two, she's got an apartment because there's the one where she basically gets all oh, formally with the uh, in the, the magic one. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, well, she must have. I don't know when she moved out, but then we haven't finished season one, so maybe maybe that will happen in season one. We'll see when she moves out of the trailer, but she hasn't yet, from what I know. Right. And then it's a question that I. 
I ask you guys as well, have you noticed it in season two we don't actually ever see knights? Um, well, we do, but it's, it's changed, isn't it? Well, no, we see the exterior and we see the office, but we never actually see the Knights Club. Never, there's no, there's no scene. Hasn't it? Isn't that what has been redone to be Donna's thing? The the bar, or am I just confusing? It was Donna's bar. Donna's bar or nights at all doesn't feature at all in season two. You see shots in the office and you see shots of the exterior, but you never ever see them inside nights anymore. Whether it be in Donna's version or Lou's version. Hmm. You never see it in season two. I just realised it like after the last one was over and watched. So obviously it was all shot in a different location and they just used the exterior shots of it. Maybe. I don't know. James, can you think of anything? Like, I'm trying to think now. No. I I've... mentioned it. I can't. Pop at least. That could be a very good observation. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, there you go. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I think that wraps it up. Um, Chris, any final words? Yeah. Um, have, a, have, a, have a loving sexual Valentine's Day, because that's the day that you'll be listening to this. I hope it's added to the, the passion <laughs> in some way. I don't know. Maybe maybe Nick's voice is, you know, you, you get off on that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Val Venus. <laughs> Um, and yeah, just, just make sure you have a, a nice day, eat some some chocolates, watch a watch a film, and make passionate love with your other half. <laughs> James, <laughs> I don't know if you want to follow that up. Um, yeah, I'm just going to be uh, hanging out with my cats on Valentine's Day. But if anyone wants me to do any kind of uh, Baywatch Nights uh, dialogue readings. I thought you were about to offer um, some sort of like escort service. (laughs) I'm not doing anything, so if anyone needs some content. I'm going to give you a call if you're lonely on Valentine's Day (laughs) and talk about Baywatch Nights subtly in your ear. Do you believe in aliens? (laughs) No, Do you believe in love, passion, and things of the heart? (laughs) Do you believe in tea? Do you believe that Timpsons do the finest key-cutting services in Britain? (laughs) (laughs) But no, what I was going to allude to is that if anyone for my own amusement, let alone yours, wants to send me over any Baywatch Nights dialogue excerpts and make me read it into a romantic ASMR version, then I'll quite happily do it on the next Baywatch Nights episode. There you go. What an offer. And and the last thing I want to say is, just because you mentioned it, can someone please tell us why um, people that cut keys and people that fix shoes always have the same business because I don't know why they, how they go together. And the people that develop photos in dry clean. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope that's the last episode of season two that T goes under rogue undercover to find out that very mystery. <laughs> oh, I noticed as well. I've been listening to the last episode. I think this is the first episode where we haven't mentioned the Ajogan. Oh no, have we ruined the streak? No, I we think... did got the Ajogan um, a few minutes ago. No, I'm, I'm on about last week's episode. No, no, I'm sure we did. did I we? haven't listened to the second half of it yet, but I don't think that we do. Though. God, memory, if memory serves me right. 
No, because I think we, um, I think we did compare the Yeti, the Yeti. Oh yeah, we must have compared the Yeti. Yeah, we compared that. <laughs> so, if we didn't, we apologise to <laughs> the Jogan fan community. Yes. On that note, everyone, we're sending you all our love, and um, we look forward to seeing you next time. Yes, indeed. Oh. Rubber evenings of Rich Buchanan, the Baywatch Nights podcast. See you next time, people. See ya. Ah! <laughs>